Hello and welcome to the EU External Anti-Corruption Promotion, a case study on Moldova. I'm Eliana. And I'm Mihai. From the Moldovan German Forum, a Kishino-based non-governmental organization whose aim is to enhance the European integration process in Moldova. In five podcast episodes, we discuss corruption and EU efforts against corruption in Moldova. This research project is supported by the Institut für Europäische Politik within the framework of the Eurasia Lab and Fellowship Program. In our last episode, we talked about the use toolbox in the policy area against fraud for the protection of the EU's financial interests. We saw that in this area, the EU has the most detailed anti-corruption standards, the most far-reaching legislative approximation commitments, and the most comprehensive monitoring and enforcement mechanisms. Today, in our fourth episode, entitled Too Little Too Late, EU anti-corruption capability in the area of illegal party funding, we look at the use legal tools in an area of outstanding importance for the legitimacy of the democratic process, the area of political party funding. At the same time, we will look at the role of the Council of Europe in this area. Thank you, Mihai. So let's start by introducing the topic of political party funding in general, before having a deeper look at political party funding in Moldova. Political party funding rules define the methods that political parties use to raise money for their routine activities and electoral campaign. Generally, this money may come from two broader sources, public funding or private funding, such as membership fees, donations and even foreign donations, although these are usually highly regulated to avoid undue influence. The public-private ratio, as well as a good regulation and transparency of political party funding, contribute to a vibrant and competitive political party landscape and ultimately to a consolidated democracy, as highlighted by Transparency International in their 2014 Political Corruption Topic Guide. In Moldova, in the last seven years, the Electoral Code was amended by over 20 different laws by both the reformists and the revisionist parliamentary majorities. Clearly, the Moldovan electoral law and the regulations on political party funding in particular are politically strongly instrumentalized. As mentioned before, Moldovan citizens have a low level of trust in public institutions and among all, they have the lowest confidence in political parties. In particular, according to a 2021 survey by the Moldovan Institute for Public Policy, Institutul de Politici Publice, Almost 75% of the population has little or no confidence in political parties. The vast majority of Moldovan political parties are seen as rent-seeking, chieftain-style associations that are dependent on the financial support from various sponsors with narrow interests, rather than being interested in collecting membership fees or public funding. In our first episode, we discussed the 2017 change of the electoral code from a proportional to a mixed system, as an example of high-level grand political corruption. Following this change during the February 2019 parliamentary elections, international observers have criticized wide-scale misuse of administrative resources, allegations of vote buying, the distribution of electoral gifts involving charitable foundations associated with political parties, and most importantly, the lack of any effective campaign funding oversight by state institutions in practice. In particular, Ilan Shor, already at that time a convicted criminal who is believed to be the architect of the banking fraud and one of its main beneficiaries, was permitted to participate in the elections. His Shor party spent 
the second largest amount of money during their campaign, preceded by the Democratic Party of Moldova of oligarch Plachatniuk. Also, shortly after the elections, pieces of video footage were released in which socialist leader and Moldovan president Igor Dodon allegedly disclosed that his party was being financed by Russia in the range of 700,000 to 1 million dollars per month. Against this background, rules on political party funding are of the utmost importance. In our last episode, we concluded that in the association agreement, which is the core anti-corruption legal instrument vis-à-vis Moldova, the EU operationalizes corruption in a narrow way. Anti-corruption is mainly limited to those acts that affect the sound financial management of the EU budget. At the same time, the EU conceptualizes anti-corruption in a much broader way. Several bilateral documents with Moldova provide testimony to the fact that anti-corruption is considered a key element in the field of strengthening institutions, good governance, justice sector and administrative reforms, as well as ensuring respect for human rights and fundamental freedoms. At large, the EU conceptualizes anti-corruption in Moldova as a general principle with a cross-cutting character, which is deeply intertwined with democracy, the rule of law and human rights. One of the many areas that are encompassed by this broader understanding of anti-corruption is illegal party funding. But unlike the policy area against fraud for the protection of use financial interests, the area of political party funding blatantly lacks operationalization. There are no legislative approximation, monitoring or enforcement mechanisms in the association agreement, the visa liberalization action plan or the visa suspension mechanism. EU priorities and benchmarks in this area are outspokenly vague and arbitrary, and concrete templates or clear-cut roadmaps on how to improve political party funding are largely missing. Different from the policy for the protection of the EU's budget, the EU has no political party funding acquis that it can draw on. In the absence of a common approach at the EU level, member states each have their own legislation. At the moment, rules on political party funding within the EU resemble a patchwork carpet. Consequently, the EU heavily draws on European and international anti-corruption standards, in particular those elaborated by the Council of Europe. This is clearly reflected in the association agreement, which calls upon Moldova to effectively implement relevant international anti-corruption legal instruments and fulfill its international obligations, notably under the Council of Europe. Yes, and the Council of Europe is indeed the main player in the field of political party funding setting pan-European standards. Along the years, the Council of Europe has elaborated a number of guidelines and recommendations aimed at minimizing corruption risks in the funding of political parties. They define and set up general principles for political party donations, set limits on electoral campaign expenditure, stipulate transparency rules, and require the establishment of effective, proportionate, and dissuasive sanctions against infringements. Also, both the European Commission for Democracy through Law, or Venice Commission in short, and the OSCE Office for Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, or OCE ODIR, have adopted internationally recognized standards. The Venice Commission, which is an institution of the Council of Europe, regularly issues opinions dealing with constitutional provisions and other legal norms on its own initiative, or more often at the request of institutions authorized to ask for an opinion. Following an established practice, legal opinions by the Venice Commission are prepared jointly with the OCE ODIR. The plethora of guidelines, codes and opinions issued by these institutions provide an ample framework for state parties, national political party funding legislation, covering a variety of aspects, including 
funding sources, reporting requirements, funding mechanisms, control and supervisory mechanisms, foreign funding, and the remedies and sanction regime. Now, neither of the above-mentioned frameworks are legally binding upon state parties. However, their implementation is subject to the most comprehensive anti-corruption monitoring mechanism in Europe, the regular assessment by GRECO. In spite of the soft law character of political party funding rules, GRECO's dynamic and rigorous process of mutual evaluation has achieved both a remarkable level of international acceptance and a surprisingly high rate of compliance. Notwithstanding the absence of enforcement mechanisms, the Greco review procedure has managed to raise awareness and exert peer pressure, inducing the national authorities of Moldova to change both their anti-corruption legislation and practice. And the legal framework and expertise of the Council of Europe came to the fore during the electoral reform process. Oh, absolutely. We already talked about the change of the electoral code in our first episode. Yes. But let's take a bit more time and go into depth because the circumstances surrounding the reform of the electoral code reveal the prominent role of the Council of Europe in the area of political party funding. And also let's go back in time as amending the Moldovan electoral code has been a long-standing issue. Prior to the joint opinion of the Venice Commission and OSCE of the year in 2017, Moldova asked for its opinion already in 2014, respecting standard international practice in this regard. And considering the political context and the Moldovan national legislation at the time, the Venice Commission gave a negative opinion. It stated that uninominal constituencies could strengthen the link between local business people and election candidates, and they could also increase risks for illegal party funding. These risks would fall on particularly fertile ground since Moldova did not have a clear campaign finance regulation and oversight that would guarantee a level playing field for all electoral candidates. As a consequence of the clear stance of the Venice Commission and OSCE of the year 2014, the Moldovan parliament eventually dropped the draft law aimed at introducing the mixed electoral system. Moreover, in its opinion, the Venice Commission referred to the set of specific recommendations it had issued in 2013, aimed at ensuring that the Moldovan legislation is fully compliant with the Council of Europe framework on party funding. Most importantly, the Venice Commission referred to the recommendations of GRECO, the Group of States Against Corruption, which we already talked about in our second episode, so check it out if you didn't. Between 2011 and 2015, Moldova was subject to three Greco evaluation rounds, including on-site visits by experts and plenary discussions with state-appointed permanent representatives. All along, Greco provided a detailed and comprehensive review procedure and continuously issued numerous recommendations for follow-up. As a result, Moldovan legislation considerably aligned to the Council of Europe party funding rules which was confirmed by Greco in 2015. At the end of 2016, however, Moldova initiated yet again a public debate on the need to change the electoral code. This time around, the Democratic Party of Moldova, controlled by the oligarch Vladimir Plahatniuk, wanted to use the reform of the electoral code to its favor and disadvantage the extra-parliamentary, pro-European and reformist opposition groups, which were later to become the Akum bloc. These pro-European political forces saw their popular approval ratings rising in the wake of public revelations about the banking fraud scandal in late 2015, early 2016, and massive anti-corruption grassroots protests. The Democratic Party, in contrast, saw its approval ratings falling dramatically. 
Just a small recap for our listeners. According to some polls from February-March 2018, even the entry of the Democratic Party of Moldova into Parliament was uncertain. In what followed, an alliance between the Democratic Party and the Socialist Party in the Moldovan Parliament adopted in first reading a draft with the purpose of introducing the mixed electoral system. Respecting international practice, on the 12th of May 2017, Moldova requested the opinion of the Venice Commission and OSC ODIR. On 19th of June 2017, the Venice Commission and the OSC ODIR issued a negative opinion on the draft law, restating their arguments brought forward in the joint opinion of 2014. Notwithstanding the negative opinion, on the 20th of July 2017, the alliance between the Democratic Party and the Socialist Party voted the draft proposal establishing a mixed electoral system into law. As anticipated, the mixed electoral system offered favorable conditions for the misuse of state resources by the incumbent regime, corruption of poverty-stricken voters, vote-buying, and untransparent campaign financing, as a result of which the Democratic Party gained 30 mandates out of the 101 in the Moldovan Parliament. Now, in the end, the Moldovan Parliament did not comply with the opinion of the Venice Commission and adopted the mixed electoral system. But it is significant to note, since it underlines the important role of the Council of Europe in the area of political party funding, that the other more specific recommendations issued by the Venice Commission were well taken into account by the Moldovan Parliament. Yes, indeed. Out of the four benchmarks on the funding of political parties, Moldova fulfilled two, while the other two were partially fulfilled. Moldova's partial compliance was confirmed by a joint opinion at the end of 2017, where the Venice Commission and OC Udir stated that while several outstanding issues and unaddressed previous recommendations existed, the 2017 amendments to the legal framework on funding of political parties and campaigns, and I quote, brought improvements and number of issues and were an important step in the right direction. Such positive reforms included, in particular, the requirement for national and public broadcasters to provide free airtime and to organize debates for candidates in single-member constituencies, the considerable reduction of election campaign and donation ceilings, the requirement for political parties to include in their financial reports full accounting information, more frequent financial reporting by political parties and the non-transfer of responsibility for control over campaign finance. So, to sum up, I think it is fair to say that during the change of the electoral code, the Council of Europe played a significant role in the area of political party funding. But now, let's actually take a look at EU efforts during this period. Definitely. Due to a limited anti-corruption capability of its own, absence of own legal tools, templates and monitoring, EU efforts in the area of political party funding in Moldova have been heavily drawing on the benchmarks, recommendations, monitoring and assessment of the Council of Europe. A case in point is a statement made prior to the change of the electoral code in which the EU emphasized that any change to the electoral system should be made in accordance with the recommendation of the relevant international partners, namely the Venice Commission and the OEC ODIR. Significantly, the EU did not only appropriate the recommendations of the Council of Europe, but also embedded them into a strict conditionality approach. Following the publication of the Venice Commission 
and the OECD or joint opinion, the European Council, the European Commission and the European Parliament issued a joint statement in which they stressed that Moldova's compliance with the recommendations therein is, and I quote, a precondition for granting macrofinancial assistance. Our conversation today focused on the area of political party funding and, of course, political party funding in Moldova. We also discussed more in detail the changing of the electoral system in Moldova and how this was evaluated by the Venice Commission in 2014 and 2017. We looked at the EU's efforts in the field of political party funding and we realized it heavily draws on the instruments of the Council of Europe. We showed how the main actor in the anti-corruption landscape of Moldova is the Council of Europe and that one cannot talk about EU efforts against corruption in Moldova without also referring to the Council of Europe's framework. Next week, we will wrap up our conclusions and recommendations in our very last episode of this series on external anti-corruption promotion in Moldova. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. If you have learned something new today, please share this episode with your network or tell a friend about it. If you would like to cooperate with us or have a burning question you need answered, you can reach us at info at fmg.md. Talk to you next time.